0: Your mission, Jim, should you decide to accept it? Your mission, should you choose to accept it? Your mission, should you choose to accept it? Your mission, should you choose to accept it? Well, happy Monday, everyone, and welcome to the Jason Wright Show's Monday mission. I've got a tough one for you. I'm about to just take a big old leak right in a lot of your Cheerios. Uh, So just get ready. This one is not going to be easy, and it's crazy because this should be one of the easiest missions that we all face, but. If we're honest with ourselves, and that's what this entire mission is about, is about being honest and being truthful and quitting the lies and being 100% authentic. When we decide to truly be honest with ourselves, that that can actually be one of the greatest acts of bravery that you or I ever, ever perform. I know for me in my past, in my life, I was such a performer that it caused me to be a liar to myself and therefore not as authentic with everyone around me as I possibly could be. So I want to start with this quote that most of you have probably heard by Richard Feynman. I think it is absolutely profound. It is this. The first principle is that you must not fool yourself and you are the easiest person to fool. So each and every one of us has the ability to, and in fact, often does lie to ourselves. But why? Why do we do this? And so the mission I want you to take away today is this. I want you to be completely honest with yourself. So I want you to ask, you, ask yourself some questions. One, why do you do the things that you do. For example, let's say that you go to the store and you buy something that you know you don't need, you know you don't really want and you're sitting there and you're looking at it and it's like the last one, so all of a sudden it turns into an impulse buy and you think to yourself, "You know what? If I turn if, if it turns out that I don't want it, then I'll give it away. I'll put it in that closet that I keep for Christmas presents and you know, I, but I, just, I, I need to, I need to buy this right now. You'll, you'll you'll come up with some silly justification. Now, imagine yourself Hearing that from a sales associate, imagine the sales associate saying to you, hey, I tell you what, why don't you buy this right now? And the good news is if you don't want it, you can just give it away. You can just give it as a a Christmas present, or you can donate it. Won't that feel good? You would think, are you kidding me? Really, that's your sales pitch? But yeah, that's the sales pitch we will give ourselves all the time. Why do you not do what you know you should do? This is a big one. Why do we do that? It's because we know that if we admit the thing that we should do that that's going to require some work right and that's not always fun so let's ask ourselves why do we lie in general why do you lie to other people well there's three primary reasons that all of us lie to other people it's to avoid to protect and then finally sometimes it's just to win so what are we trying to avoid? Well, a lot of times we're trying to avoid dealing with what we know might be a potential confrontation. We act like everything's fine. We say everything's fine. And so we just kind of sweep things under the rug. We don't want to have to make the necessary change in a relationship, in our actions. Sometimes, what does it look like to protect we try to protect the feelings of the other person, right? And then when, well, that's just sometimes we just cheat. <laughs> that's what that's that's what we do. We we lie as a way to win because we're just cheating. But what does this look like when we do it to ourselves? What are we avoiding? In ourselves, well, if we actually admit the truth about ourselves, that that means that we're going to have to make a change. And a lot of times, we don't want to make change. So therefore, we avoid being honest with ourselves. We know what to do. We know the things that we need to stop drinking or eating or or, or just, you know, whatever bad behavior, fill in the blank. We know we need to change it, but we avoid it. We tell ourselves it's okay. How many times have you told yourself, but I can handle it. I know what I'm doing. How do we protect ourselves? We do it all the time by lying to ourselves. We don't want to shame ourselves. We don't like shame from others and we certainly don't want it from ourselves. We don't want to look at the mirror, look in the mirror and go, "You have just made the most financially irresponsible decision of your life." That's hard. So what do we do? We lie. We go, you know what? YOLO. YOLO. You only live once, and it's healthy that you made this decision. Sure, you might have to borrow a little money to get the kids through college, or it may take a little bit longer to pay off the house. It may cause some financial strain, which can lead to financial issues with you and your spouse, but hey, you only live once. You deserved it. And when why do we do this? Why do we lie to ourselves to win, to tell ourselves something good about ourselves? Why do we lie to ourselves? Because we want to feel good about ourselves. We want, to be, we want to be respected and admired. And so therefore we want to respect and admire ourselves. I thought this was really funny. The research shows that the top three things that we deceive ourselves on, are these, you ready? Here are the top three things we deceive ourselves about. What we eat, what we drink, and how much exercise we get. And why in the world would you lie to yourself? Now, you can kind of understand talking to your doctor. I mean, how many times have you gone to the dentist? I mean, this is funny. How many times have you gone to the dentist and they say, are you flossing regularly? Go, oh, sure, sure. When in fact, the first time you flossed in the six months since you last saw them was that morning before you went to the dentist. Why, why do we do that? But more importantly, why would we lie to ourselves? You see, you can be completely honest with yourself, and no one's going to know. No, no one's going to tell. No one's going to see. But the first step is this, to be honest with yourself, to be 100% authentic with yourself. See, here's something that I heard years ago that I thought was so remarkable. This is, get, get ready. This is a profound statement, so i got to announce it before I even make it. Most of us live life in the Witness Protection Program we do we put ourselves in this witness protection program so that no one will really know the real us the, the real who we really really are because why we think if they know the real us then what if they reject us but what about yourself what are you doing To be authentic and true to yourself, because here's the thing, the only way you can really become the absolute best version of yourself is to first create the, get the bench, the benchmark, you know, dust everything off and see what you've really got. See what's really at the surface and go, okay, so this is what we're working with. If you know who you really are, then you know what you need to fix. The good news is you know the things that you're really, really good at, that you should be doing more of, and you can actually accentuate that thing. Now, here is something that most of us do and don't even realize it. Now, listen to me. Lean in. Here we go. You ready for this? This is is another profound statement. Self-rejection masquerades as self protection think about that this is what when I got this from Andy Stanley and I thought about this for a long time it's like wow that is that's money that is absolute gold right there i'm going to repeat it self rejection lying to yourself rejecting the truth about yourself seems like we're protecting ourselves but really it's just self protection. But here's the thing about it. You ready for this? Lying to feel good, that the self-protection that we think we're giving ourselves, lying to feel good about ourselves keeps us from doing what's good for us. I'm going to repeat that. Lying to feel good prevents us from doing what actually is good for ourselves. And here's the thing I want you to to realize, and this is a real eye-opener for a lot of us. How many times do you sit across from someone, and they're just filling you a line full of BS? You can look at them, and you can tell that they're they're overweight. You know how much they drink. You know they're having an affair. You know that they are cheating on their spouse, and they're giving you all the reasons for it. And you're their friend, right? And you go, you know what? I get it. Okay, I understand And in the back of your mind, you're going, you are so full of bleep. Dear God, shut up. I can't listen to you tell me again why you are having yet another affair. Quit trying to convince me that it's okay, that you're able to do a little blow on the weekends when you party every once in a while, but you've got it under control. But we don't do it. See, we know they're full of crap. Well, guess what? Any and everything you're lying to yourself about, others know it. They know it. They may not want to tell you because you're their friend, and, get, and so therefore they're going to participate in the charade with you. You know, you're, A lot of times when we when we start to deceive ourselves, we start to lie to ourselves, we kind of set this, you know, Shakespeare once said, all the world's a stage, and in our performance, the, this is part of my performance. It's part of the character I've created for myself. It's just that it's a character. I'm acting. I'm acting like everything's okay, but in reality, I, my life's in shambles because i if i admit the pain if i admit the discomfort if i admit admit the unhealthy behavior then not only do you know it friend but then i know it and then one of us and it's going to have to be me is going to have to deal with it you see being honest with yourself I, it took me years and i am speaking listen to me i am speaking from i mean from from great experience one of my one of my biggest blunders of the last decade went against everything I felt in my gut. And it's gonna sound weird guys it's gonna sound like well what do you mean? that's not a bad thing I'm gonna I'm gonna walk you through the entire autopsy of this horrible decision for me. 2013, I guess it was well this decision actually started around 1997. Whenever I graduated from Stephen F. Austin State University, now for those of you who have never even heard of Stephen F. Austin State University, it's the uh, it's a small state university in Nacogdoches, Texas, the oldest town in Texas, Axum, Jacks, and I love SFA. I loved my experience there. I respect the school, but here's the thing that I knew as a first-generation college graduate and someone who was Desperately seeking affirmation and desperately wanting to have the admiration and respect of others. A 100% full-blown, performance-based, fixed mindset-suffering individual. Even though I had a college degree, even though I was the first member of my family to receive a college degree, I was not happy. It lasted for about five seconds, and then all of a sudden, I start in 1997 to look at MBA programs, because I thought, well, if I get my MBA, then I will have the respect. Then people will think I'm really something. Well, fast forward to all the way to around 2013. And I decide, okay, I'm going to bite the bullet. And I'm going to get a An an MBA from Southern Methodist University, Cox School of Business. Now, again, I want to preface this. So any of my fellow Mustangs out there or anyone that has decided to get their MBA or this has nothing to do with you. Okay. Don't make this about you. Damn it. This is about me. Listen to me for a moment. I decided to get my MBA at SMU. Price tag $108,000 for an 18 month program. It was, uh, and to get my MBA, $108,000. If I had been honest with myself then and said, all right, look myself in the mirror and say, Jason, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Now, the answer I gave myself was, I am ready to get into private equity. I want to, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 28. So at the time, spent the last decade as an entrepreneur, Done okay. Now, here's what I used to say: I want to put the academic foundation around my experience, or some bullcrap answer like that. That's that's why that's what I would tell everyone else, and that's what I tell myself. I want to get some academic structure around what I already know. <laughs> if I had been honest with myself, as well as everyone else, I would have said, "Well, you see, I have a huge, huge chip on my shoulder." Uh, because I've never been to a prestigious school, I feel inferior, I have a low self-esteem in this regard, and I think that if I go take on this ridiculous financial burden of an MBA at SMU, then that will make me important. I think if I'm able to go to Highland Park around all the rich people and walk into SMU as a member of their club— then I will be important. I will be worthy as a human being. And I'll be taken seriously. And I will get to rub shoulders and talk to and, and speak the language of all the fancy people. That would have been the honest. That would have been me being honest. But see, if I had been honest with myself, and here's why I wasn't. here, I knew that. By the way, folks, here, secret. I knew that. I absolutely knew that's why I was doing it. But if I had admitted it to myself, then that might have prevented me from actually doing it, right? So guess what? I didn't. I I, I convinced myself of the farce. No, 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 no. This will be good for you, Jason. This will be a good experience. This will be another box you can check towards your whatever greatness you're aspiring for. So $108,000 later, a lot of stress, time away every other weekend, having to go to Dallas and and spend time away from Ryland and Abby and just put myself through this absolute misery I got my MBA, but not for any of the reasons why I told myself I was actually going. And now, now that I have embarked on this pursuit of honesty with myself, I'm out. I, I'm not gonna. I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna say. And I'll tell anybody that asks me. Well, I, I did it because it was pure vanity. That's why I got my MBA. That's why I got made an MBA. It was pure vanity. What are you doing right now that you know you're doing for all the wrong reasons, but you just don't want to admit it? Be honest with yourself. And here's the thing. It it, it, it will be so freeing. Come out of the witness protection program. Come out. Be who you authentically are so that you can start being the best version of that possible. One of my favorite movies, uh, of the last, you know, a little bit, uh, uh Jimlin and I love Nancy Myers movies. And one of my favorite movies, I think I just mentioned this, mentioned it in a, um, uh, one of my courses that I'm teaching is the movie, um, uh, Oh, something's got to give with Jack Nicholson and Diane Lane. All right. And so, if you haven't seen the movie, well, there's this scene. Jack Nicholson is actually dating Diane Lane. Not Diane Lane, Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton's daughter in the movie, who is obviously like 30 years younger than than Jack. And they go out to uh, the Hamptons and the young girl and Jack Nicholson. They're about to be intimate. And so Jack, he's popped a blue pill. Well, all of a sudden, it looks like he, he's having a heart attack as they're getting—they're about to—, uh, to uh, Uh, have their fun if you will and so he gets to the doctor and keanu reeves comes in as his doctor and he's asking him he says he says have you had any viagra and of course the the his girlfriend's there, and he doesn't want to admit that he's taken Viagra in front of her. And so he's like, no, no. He said, okay, are you sure? Because if you if you have, did I give you this nitroglycerin or whatever he's about to give him? He said, it could kill you. And immediately, Jack Nicholson starts ripping off all of the IVs and everything because he had, in fact, taken the Viagra, and he was worried about dying as a result of this stupid little white lie. All right, well, that is an excellent illustration of how... So many of us go through life. We tell these little lies to ourselves that are so insignificant. And essentially what we're doing, a lot of times, I mean, look, if it relates to what we eat, what we drink, and how much we exercise, we are slowly killing ourselves. And I got news for you. For those of you who think of, hey, again, YOLO, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. I'm going to drink what I want to drink because you only live once. Well, let me explain something to you. If you don't take care of yourself, then eventually someone else is going to have to. If you continue to make these compounding bad decisions about your health, then someone else is going to have to deal with that at some point on your behalf. None of us get away with that. Okay? I mean, unless you're— Have you ever looked at what Hunter S. Thompson did on a daily basis? Good grief. I think Hunter, I don't know. I think he, didn't he kill himself? <laughs> I mean, it, it's it, just just for just for, for giggles. Go out and look at Hunter S. Thompson. He was the author, wrote Leaving and Loathing in Las Vegas, um, created Gonzo Journalism. Go out and look at the Hunter S. Thompson daily routine. It will blow your mind. Anyway, so you can lie to yourself and say, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm going to do this because I can get away with it. I can pull it off. I can do it. I don't have to take care of myself. Well, if you don't take care of yourself, eventually someone else will. You know, one of the best ways you can establish intimacy and true, true um, fruit in a relationship is to be 100% honest, open, and transparent with the other person. We hear a lot of talk about self-love, and unfortunately, a lot of the talk we hear today, kind of the new agey way of doing it, is just this, just accept who you are, whatever that is, regardless of how bad that might be for you. And the problem with that is you can lie to yourself for so long and think, yes, I, I, this, is, this is who I am. This is just who I am. And you can get away with that. But if you really want to love yourself, then why don't you be honest with who you actually are? Don't you want your spouse to be completely honest with you? You know, that's one of the things whenever people uh, are, uh, when people get cheated on and all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, one of the first things they think is, you're not who I thought you were. You're a completely different person. Who are you? And, and we're shocked and we're in shambles. Because trust is broken. Who they appear to be, who they pretend to be, is not who they are at all. We do the same thing to ourselves. And here's the thing that's going to blow your mind here I, and I, I'm, again, I'm speaking from experience. You know old Jason probably would not have admitted the NBA story to you because I needed to put up a front. I need to put up a a projection of how, who I wanted you to think I was. When I look back on my performance-based identity that I once had, I uh, I don't even recognize that guy. In fact, a great example. Now, I want to tell you right now, you, you you should all go buy multiple copies of my first book, Push Play, Taking Your Life Off Pause. Okay, go buy it. Go buy it by the dozen, okay? <laughs> but But let me tell you something, in all honesty. As I look back on that book, and I read it. Uh, I almost don't recognize that guy that wrote that book. Thirty-five years old, having the audacity to write a book about entrepreneurship, life design. Here's how you do it. Here's how I was. Here's how I successfully pulled this off. And yes, the book is authentic. I did those things, but I wish the book, and the book I may write, is not the successes of that time but all of the failures of that time i think those are more if i'm just honest with myself where i don't gloss over some of the the pain and misery but i say here is here are some bad decisions that i made for example for example when i was first starting out in business and i started to make a little bit of money Instead of investing that money in the business, I might go buy myself a brand new pair of custom boots. That's right. That's right. And I remember I would tell myself, well, I need to give the appearance of success because after all, people like to do business with successful people. And... (laughs) That was just a st- stupid justification for me, allowing myself to get what I wanted—my new boots—and wasting money and making a poor financial decision. Now, in the in the grand scheme of things, that's probably kind of some of you are like, "Jason, come on, it's a pair of boots." But it's the principle of the matter. And the fact is, the boots existed because I I, I lied myself into buying the boot the boots. And again, if 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 the sales associate at Cavenders would have looked at me and said, "Hey, you know what? You need to buy." this custom-made pair of blackjack Cayman boots because you want to project success because people like to do business with people who project success. I would have thought that was the slimiest salesperson. I would have thought, you have got to be freaking, really? That's that, that's your pitch? But yet, if I give the pitch to myself, I'll fall for it. Stupid. Stupid. So your Monday mission, and please let it carry on into Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and on and on and on, is to do this. Stop lying to yourself. Just stop. Stop. Come out of the Witness Protection Program. Come on out. Be who you are. Tell yourself the truth. Whatever bad decisions you're making right now that only you know about. No one else is looking. No one else is watching. But you know. First step. Here's the first step. Tell yourself the truth about the decisions you're making. Whatever it looks like. If you're withholding love to protect your heart, admit to yourself, go look at yourself in the mirror and say, I know I should be more open and loving with my spouse, but I've been hurt in the past. I'm afraid I'll get hurt again. And I'm afraid if I give myself to them completely, then I'll be hurt again. Be honest there. You you, you said it. And then the next step is to ask yourself, so what am I going to do about it? If you are the type of person that, oh, here's a great example. You only smoke when you drink. It's fine. I only have a few smokes when I drink. But what you know, that's what you tell people at the party. Yeah, give me a, here, I'll, I'll, I'll have a ciggy. I'll fire up a nail with you. But what you know is, you actually had a cigarette after lunch during the middle of the work week. And in fact, you have a cigarette almost every single day after lunch but nobody knows about it and in fact you've lied to yourself so many times at these parties where you quote-unquote only smoke when you drink that you tell yourself well that was only one or two lunches but then if you actually journal it you know why i I told you do you know why journaling what you eat is so important is because over 96 percent of people surveyed underestimate their caloric intake on a daily basis until they start to journal it fact It's true. Researchers show—and it's not people being—and a lot of it's not them lying to themselves necessarily. It's just we're not very good at keeping track of our own actions. And then when it comes to the bad decisions and lying to ourselves, we're really bad. Those just kind of—those become natural. And look, this is something we didn't have to learn. You did not have to learn as a little kid when you got caught eating a piece of—eating a cookie from the pantry before dinner. You did not have to be taught— to say, no, I, I didn't. When your mom asked you, did you eat a cookie? No, I didn't. You didn't ever have a time whenever your dad brought you in and said, all right, Jason, here's what you do. Now, you're four now, okay? You're growing up. So I'm going to teach you the ways of the world. Daddy's going to teach you how to lie to mommy and me for that matter. So here's what you want to do. Right before dinner, if you get that little calling for a sugar high, you sneak in, you crush an Oreo. And you get the hell out as quick as you can. And then when mommy asks you if you did it, you say, No, mommy, I didn't. Okay. Now get on out there and go play. No, that didn't happen. You didn't have to be taught to do that. And why did you do it? You avoided the punishment. You're protecting yourself. And the win, I got a cookie before dinner. See, this is it's such lying to ourselves and lying in general is so easy and so and and so pervasive because it's natural. We don't have to be taught to do it. So I told you this was going to be one of those kind of pee-in-your- Cheerios Monday morning missions, but I don't want these to be easy. I want them to be freaking hard. I want them to be challenging. It's called a mission for a reason. And my hope is that as I come up with these things, that it gives you a way to start your day. Like the, You're supposed to front-end load your week, right? Okay, whenever you're trying to decide what do I get done on a daily basis or a weekly basis, here's a little tip for being productive. Do the hardest things first thing in the morning. Do the hardest things that you're going to do that day early in the morning. That's why working out, besides the physiological and physical uh, uh, proven reasons why it's good to work out in the morning, it's also to get it done. You're much more likely to actually get the workout done, the hardest physical thing you're going to do all day, early in the day than later. Okay. Secondly, front end load your week. All the things that are really, really important that you really want to get done, do them earlier in the week. So this one, that's why I did this Monday morning mission. It's not just because it starts with an M, it's because I want to bring you challenges and missions early in the week. And I want you to think about it. I hope that eventually you'll start writing these down and go, okay, this one speaks to me. Some some of the things I come up with will probably be like, oh, I've got that one crushed, Jason. I don't need to do that. Nice try. But on this one, I can't imagine there's not. Every, that every single person listening to this doesn't have something that they are being less than honest with themselves about. So be honest with yourself. Come out of the witness protection program. Live life authentically. The only way you can improve always ways in all ways is to be all in with who you are. Authentically you. Quit trying to avoid, protect and win through lying. Avoid pain by doing what is good for you. Protect hurt and protect yourself from bad decisions by making good decisions now. Win the right way. Win by playing by the rules. Win by being honest. All right? I hope you crush your day. I hope you crush your week. And stay tuned for another episode of The Jason Wright Show coming up tomorrow. And, hey, if you haven't done it yet, please consider subscribing to The Vitruvian Letter. I would really appreciate it. That's my one-page newsletter. It's quick and simple. It's about a three- or four-minute read where I talk about either things that I've been geeking out on, books I've read, documentaries I've watched, some some. Some sort of uh, esoteric research that I've stumbled upon that I think actually has a lot of benefit for you all. So check it out. You can do that at jasonrightnow.com. Sign up for the Vitruvian Letter. And until we meet again, have an incredible day and week. I am...